Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Uh, did you miss us? Did you miss us? <laughs> did you miss us? Uh, yeah, we, we've been all over the place. We've lived some lives mm -hmm. recently. To catch you up, I've had a baby. Angela is like almost having a baby. It's absolute circus chaos life. Um, and we actually went to record this episode last week and then got completely derailed as it is. So we're very happy we're on mic right now. We are a little unhinged today. I'm just going to be honest. We have, we're catching up on some things that have been happening to us. Um, and the reason we wanted to record was some of the things that have been happening have been specifically woo-woo. And we're like, yes, we're getting back to the juice. Like we are going into the weird. So as you're listening to this, take what you like, leave what you don't. This is just our truth and things that we've been experiencing it. So please come in with an open heart and open mind and hold our stories tenderly. Um, and yeah, we're just really excited. We're just going to kind of wander around. We have some like loose notes. We just haven't been on mic for so long that we're ready to just take a weird and wonderful walk. So if you'd like to hold our hands and go with us, come along or just- come along. Come one, you know, come all. Come the one, come all. The combination of Kendall being in postpartum and me in my third trimester is a hormonal concoction I wish upon no one. Um, <laughs> but also that I re relish in because there's just, we're right there in the juice. Like we are, whereas raw as it comes, <laughs> life has a way of just shedding your layers when you're in this early stage. Yeah, of I do love that. Like, I think yeah. that that's like a really cool, I mean, it's messy, but like in a hello, we are splattered on the ground. If you'd like yes. to listen. Yes. And I think any transition does that not just having kids, but I we're in the part where we're still adjusting to what our life's going to look like for the next couple of years. So ancestor passing down stuff from our ancestors, generational trauma is really common to talk about in the woo woo space. I, I I'm starting to hear more. Um, and if you are a therapy attender, uh, you might've talked about patterns in your family that you're noticing that you're wanting to break and heal from. And all of that is so valuable. And in fact, um, Ken and I had, um, if you've not listened, July of 2021, which feels like lifetimes ago, but we did record an episode called Ancestral Trauma with April Ray, who's very, very skilled at channeling ancestors, channeling people from your past. And I find that episode really great. If you're into that kind of stuff, we all obviously are, but uh, we wanted to kind of give light to this other side of the coin that I don't think it's as much like a press and praise. And that is sometimes you can stumble upon stuff that is passed down from generations that you're excited about that you want mm -hmm. to continue you want to continue in your life and that you might have not even known were there and then find these like synchronicities with your great, great grandpa. And there's just something really special about that. Like somebody paving the path before you even took your first breath. And so Kendall and I have both had an experience we're going to share that is pretty personal to us of that exact thing of, of somebody that is our grandparent that has passed, that has come through it's wild that we had this with a couple yeah. days a couple days between e each other we had this experience that was linked and so we're going to share but 
Um, I did want to say if you have never had somebody visit from the other side, neither had I. We're, I'm, I'm pumped. I actually am embracing if anybody else wants to kind of tap me that is a loving source, they're welcome to come in right now because I'm into it. But I know that might not be everyone's sauce. So not required to have any type of medium experience prior to listen to these stories. I just want to keep an open mind if you are ever interested in the people that came before you and your family, maybe you don't have any information because I definitely didn't know a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. It kind of just approached me and approached Kindle, but there's plenty of tools in today's time to help you get connected and maybe you can find a breadcrumb too. So do you want to start or you want me to start? Mine's a little lackluster in comparison to the grandiose experience of yours. Well, but- I, I don't care. I don't care who goes first. Okay, Which I'll- do you feel energetically best about? I'll, I'll go ahead and do mine. All right. So my grandma passed last June and she is the first person I would say in my life that has passed that I would have been interested in hearing from. I just feel connected to her still after her passing. And I wasn't really expecting it to be as tender and special as it has been. And it's been really like loving and comforting. I also consider myself grateful that there hasn't been somebody so close to me that has passed that I have had that, that ache, you know? And, and so I feel for people that have that ache of like, Oh, I want to still talk to you. Cause I haven't had that before. I'm 32. And this was the first time where I was like, man, you know, I miss my grandma. I feel my grandma around me. Um, as just some like context after she passed, she was definitely a fashionista and my mom is one of five. So her and all of her siblings went to like, handle my grandma's affairs and her estate and all of that and my grandma's so organized Francis is so organized she had everything like ready to go and so when we oh my got god her, god bless her like, honestly and like the sweetest stuff too like had predated I'm one of 20 cousins she had predated all of our birthday cards for the next two to three years when you like, told me that it, yeah. I was on the floor I yeah. was like that is an art that is just lost on this generation. It's really, like, I mean, she's so thoughtful. She is so on top of it. She, I mean, she really is. So I'm not surprised that she like set herself up to make it really like easy on everyone else. So I took over her clothes because I have a little clothing business and no one else wanted them. I like made sure, you know, I'm not trying to like take these and sell them, but they were just going to be donated. So I did take them. And so they're in my house and it's been really special to sell her clothes all over the States and I've been coloring in each state that something sells. So I'm hoping to get the whole U.S. But mostly I've got like the Northeast because she was a grandma that wore a lot of sweaters. So makes sense. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So that's a little about Francis. So Francis passed last year. And as this year has gone, I've just felt close to her and had little like nods that she was still in my family and such. So. I got a reading from my mom's intuitive that I've never seen before. And my mom has been seeing this woman for a long time. She's local to me. And so I just felt called for it. I went for my birth. So similar to Kendall going to Auntie Joanne before um, June was born. It like there's some clarity that sometimes a woman wants around the birth, especially I got a lot of razzle dazzle there. I've never met this woman. I come in really loving, warm. Uh, amazing reading all about my baby to come super great loving it well during that reading my grandma didn't come through there 
but she go she asked me if I know anyone named Sue is there a family member that's named Sue and I couldn't think of someone I mean my mother-in-law's sister but I like Sue was not ringing a bell as far as having a health issue so I was yeah. like oh, okay um no I don't I'm not sure but I just kind of put that in my back pocket okay fast forward the next week my aunt's through a retreat and I attended and so I go to this retreat and it's I'm the youngest by 30 years which is my it was amazing when Angela yeah. was sending me photos of this thing it was like women essentially howling at the moon yeah. and she was the little youngster and it was giving me all the energy it was yeah. so good I was the youngest by like 20 to 40 years. I mean, it was wild. It was the best. So I was loving it. And so my roommate was Sue, this woman, Sue. And I was like, what are the chances? Well, I didn't connect the story from my intuitive reading yet. But as I started talking to Sue, Sue's like mid seventies and she maybe pushing 80. Yeah. And she and I start talking and I'm like, oh, okay, so how are you affiliated? Like, how did you find this retreat? She's my best, my grandma's best friend. So like- Which I cannot. Yeah. yeah. So my grandma's best, best, best friend of 50 years, like crazy business. And she's my roommate. And I've never met this woman, but my mom knows Sue as like family, like Aunt Sue, because she grew up with her. So- now I'm remembering the reading, guys. I'm like, okay, wait, this is weird. I just got asked if I know any Sues that's like in the family. I said no. Next week, I'm like, oh, surprise. Here's Grimm's Auntie Sue. <laughs> Auntie Sue for 50 years, you know? And so I was loving, and also she was having some blood pressure issues during, and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I was a little bit terrified, honestly, because I like didn't know if I got like an omen of like, hey, watch out, because- she might have some type of medical illness and I was rooming with her. So that did freak me out a little bit. Not going to lie team, but everything's fine. She's great. Everything was great. So this is the part where grandma Francis enters the scene. So I have had two visits. Stage from my left. Stage left. Here comes Francis. All right. Francis and Sue. So my grandma's visited me once before when I interviewed her ex-husband, my grandpa, my mom's dad. So like side note to this, Angela has been doing these, it's really cool. These like legacy videos where she's interviewing her grandparents or, you know, people that are close to the family that are towards the end of their life and asking them really intentional questions to uh, video and audio document their story. And so, yeah, so she had done an interview with her ex-husband. Yeah. My grandma. Her grandma's ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. So they were married for 35 years. That was the first time that she came through in that reading, which was really crazy. I could feel her enter the room. My grandpa was talking. We call him my pop-up. Pop-up was talking. I could feel her there listening. And like, there was some, so they divorced in a way that was like a betrayal. My grandma sensed it as a betrayal that she honestly didn't get over. And that happened in the nineties, early, like late nineties. And so for years, she held on to this like resentment of how he could portray her in this way. And I felt her join the conversation when I was talking to him. 
I'm going back to Sue. Don't worry, you, you guys. This is just a side story. The first, so, <laughs> um, so anyway, so I feel her and I ask her internally. This sounds insane, you guys, but I, this is the, the I've never had this feeling before. I could feel her join. It, it made me go like, like I could feel her sitting. And then I said, I can't believe I'm telling this story, but I, I, said, <laughs> I love it. It just feels very, it, it feels outlandish. I'm it's sure, important. But it's it it's important to the story. And it happened within like a month of the other one. So I was just like, oh, wow. She's like, come to visit me a couple of times. And so in this one, I could feel her join. It was their wedding anniversary. Um, on the day that I recorded the video with my pop-up, which I didn't know beforehand. So my pop-up's getting choked up and he's crying about Francis. She enters, oh. enters the chat. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said to her internally, because I didn't say, I feel like Francis is here to pop up. I'm just letting him go, right? The yeah, of course. Are. Yeah. And so I say in my mind, I'm like, grandma, how do you like how he's portraying y'all's marriage? Like I'm like trying to get the tea, right? And she says back with like only love in her heart. She's like, I've always loved him. I just am so happy to hear him talk. Like it was like all the resentment was gone. All of the, all of the bitterness that she had about why. Which Angela was out. saying like literally until she died, she was like resentful of this man. Yeah. So it was like of, of this particular thing. I don't know yeah. about him as a whole person, but of this particular thing. So when it's like their wedding anniversary and he's like, you know, talking about them when you were talking to me about it you were like I was surprised that that was like that was almost confirmation to you that she really was speaking to you because you would have never assumed she would have said that like oh my god no way like it was so healing to hear I think it makes context to say my grandpa ended up coming out of the closet and he now lives happily with his life partner and has been since the 90s so basically my whole life he has lived with Cliff my pop-up and he did have five children with Francis, my mom being the oldest. And so it was like this big ordeal where back in the day, they just didn't talk about that kind of stuff. So I wanted it to like, I wanted to say the betrayal was like nothing that either of them could help. Like yeah. there was no changing what the reality was. And so he did hurt her understandably, but like, it, it's just, it, it, anyways, there's a lot there. Okay. So that was the first time that she came to visit me. And I was just, I felt so healed for her. Um, that was really healing to hear. So then, okay, back now we're back at the retreat. So I'm at the retreat. I'm talking to Sue. And this is the part that <laughs> that is related to kind of what our subject matter is. But also, I'm just dying, side note, that I've already even heard this story. And I'm like, so like, I'm like, on the edge of my seat listening are to you? it again. Oh my yes. god. I'm like, okay. All right. So then what happened with Sue? I already know. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that's good. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, Angela, so many detours. Um, oh my gosh. That's, yeah. That's no, what it's no. like being in my brain. Um, okay. So we're back. So we're back with Sue, right? We are talking on the bed like old friends. We had matching blood pressure cuffs. I was living for it. <laughs> so we would literally take our blood pressure at the same time, take our vitamins. I was synced up with her schedule. Third trimester, very similar. To oh my God. I'm pushing 80. Uh, we were both very tired. Had to call it a night early. Like we were, that we were perfect roommates. So that's so precious. Yeah. So, and also let me like, like set the scene with Sue. Sue was in Lululemon leggings and barrettes. Okay. Yes, she, she is. is. She is Sue, not my girl. She has not slowed down that woman. She looked amazing. Um, she's kicking it. She's chilling. So, okay. So I said, 
how did you meet my grandma? How did you meet Francis? And, and I was just underprepared for how similar the story is on how I've met some of my friends. So it was just very strange to hear this. And this was the second time that grandma joined. Francis was like, hey. So I am like riveted. I'm like, so how did you meet Francis? And she was like, so Francis started a like a women, a young mom's group at the library in the 70s. And I started getting full body chills. So I'll like tell you guys my part in a minute. So I was like, do tell. And she's like, yeah, she just was having a hard time finding community and said, I'll just find it on my own. Like I'll start it. And so she went to the library and like posted a flyer back in the day and said, meet me here. If you have young kids and you are interested in like talking to moms and having connections in the area, you know, whatever it was. And so Sue, Sue signed up to go and meet with Francis and they didn't, they, there was other ladies affiliated with it, but they started at the library. They started with their like young kids. So my mom at this time is like three and my mom's the oldest. And then my aunt. Oh my God. So cute. Yeah. My aunt is like one. So she had two of my grandma ended up having five kids, but two of the are earth side. Bless her soul. I know two of them are earth side at this point. And so um yeah this was yeah this was like late 60s early 70s so then they started taking turns hosting like the kids of the group at each of the mom's houses so like every thursday it started at the library but then it morphed into okay thursday this thursday is going to be sue this one's you know francis and they would like make the snacks and all the kids would hang out and the moms would hang out and it was like a mommy and me play date and so that is how they met and stayed in touch for the rest of the 50 years. So I start crying because when Wyatt, I, I'm working on my second kiddo, but when Wyatt was three months old, I sent out a local flyer in the means of a local Facebook group and said, hey, does anyone want to meet up in the park? I'm a young mom that wants to meet people here in my city. Like, if you're interested, comment below. And so all these women, like, wanted to do it. So I, like, you know, made a schedule that worked best for a lot of people and started a whole walking group with my young kid. It just it was so strange. Like, I never would have known. I'm, like, getting <laughs> choked up and, like, excited. Well, and even how you were saying, like, how then it morphed into this group where it was, like, you were each hosting. Yes, like, it, it was, was the exact same exact thing that happened with your grandma. Yeah, it was the same format. So then, yeah, in 2019, I did the same format as my grandma's in 1968 of With no idea. like No idea. France. Yeah. And that group has now, that was in 2019. I'm still best friends and travel with two of the moms that I met from that group I created were besties. Like I, I talk to them so every cute. day. Yeah. So anyways, that's my story. And I am just so excited that I get to like connect to Francis in this way. And then I just was excited to have that in common with her. I never would have known that my grandma is a social girl, but I just didn't ever think of that like being her gift she had so many gifts mm -hmm. but I never really really like oh she's like the club starter type like I just didn't know that and so it felt really cool to find that we had that in common that I continue that passion and like love of being the one that brings people together Kendall also loves that yeah and so it's just exciting to have that in my history so that's my little yes share. 
Okay. So I want to like connect the thread here of, so going into my story and why these two stories are so connected is this idea of the things that our grandparents were doing that we weren't even aware of. So um, for both of our stories, it's going to be something where it's like, wait, I didn't even know that. And um, I think that that's such a beautiful part of this is how much we don't, you know, people say like, you know, thank your ancestors and like they, you know, built this for you or whatever. But I think we're so out of touch with the full story of the generations behind us that we don't even know what they have been creating for us, like what foundation we're working off of or what beautiful giftings that we've had from our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our great-great-great-grandparents that we don't even know about. And so I think that this was such a moment of gratitude to both of us of thank you for doing this. Like, thank you for creating this environment and this pattern for me to step into and continue. Um, Okay. So this is also going to be like eerily similar because, (laughs) (laughs) and this is like something like Angela and I didn't even know about each other when we were like super young, but it's like the synchronicities are like so funny. But so I have also a gay paw. Um, and so my grandparents, I grew up with them essentially for the most part being separated. Um, my, um, grandma and grandpa. So for, I'll just to clarify, we call them Oscar and Mimi, um, because apparently they were like coming up with their grandparent names and they wanted to be Oscar and Emmy for like award-winning grandparents and then the first grandchild came and couldn't say Emmy so it was Oscar (laughs) and Mimi so um so Oscar and Mimi grew up together very conservative uh Baptist culture and uh they had three kids together my mom being the youngest of the three and then in yeah around the same time like anyways he came out so that was my grandma and grandpa stayed besties until he died. Um, but there was, so it was a little bit different than, you know, like, I, I don't know how she felt internally, but they stayed besties, but it was a significant crack in the family, as you can imagine of like, like he like was a pastor for a while. Like it was just, it was, it was messy. So he comes out and, um, I never knew him as being homosexual. It was just like, he's my grandpa. And that wasn't really talked about to me. So he died when I was about 17, I think 16 or 17. And, um, I had a connection with him as my grandpa in a way of like, he would babysit. We'd like make fudge together. Like there was no adult conversation. It was just like, Oh, this is my grandpa. I knew he liked gardening. Like I just didn't know a lot about him on a soul level. And so when he died, I remember feeling like, man, I wish I had known him better because all I had was these like hand, I handful of facts about him almost. 
And I understood his essence, but from a child's perspective, not from an adult. I didn't know him adult to adult. So anyways, I say that to set the scene of we were not close. This is not someone that I would like assume would come and visit me. So my mom surprises me with this like sound bowl meditation a couple weeks ago. And it's in like the cisterns of Houston. So it's like underground in this super echoey space, very cool experience. Um, and so it's the sound bowl meditation. It's about an hour and it, it's not guided. It's just the sound bowls. And so anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm with my mom. My mom has her eyes closed. And I'm just sitting there. I'm not in any kind of deep meditative thing. I'm just kind of like feeling the sound bowls, like soaking it in. And all of a sudden I feel this like deep presence of Oscar, like to the point where it was like, I couldn't see him, but I was like, I know undeniably that Oscar is here. Yes. And it took me so by surprise because I... I was like, it didn't make sense to me that he was like there. Like, am I imagining this? I'm like literally looking around of like, am I like hallucinating? Yeah. And so I close my eyes again, kind of shrug it off of like, that's kind of weird. And I'm like, literally feel him in front of me. And so I look over, I'm like, maybe he's visiting my mom. Like maybe because I'm right here. She's like, what looks like to me, a deep meditative state so I'm like maybe he's actually here visiting her and I'm just like picking up his energy by proxy like I'm just trying to figure out why would he be here yeah and so um I I close my eyes and he's like giving me all of these this is gonna sound so weird like please stay with me or turn this off if you do not (laughs) want to stay with me but because I'm like I get like this is not for everyone but it was just such I've never experienced anything like this and it's kind of weird to even talk about yeah um but I'm like he starts showing me all of these houses that are like um like a church converted into a house and like these kind of weird like a factory converted into a house and you know these different things so to give you a little background um Clinton and I like and we actually I mentioned this on a podcast like literally years ago uh with us but one of the manifestations that I have in my life is that I want to have boutique hotels and like to renovate houses, like just kind of be in these spaces. And I don't know how much of a reality that is because of like capital and opportunity and whatever, but that's something that I would love to do with my husband is renovate places. And then like also have these like really cool, unique boutique hotels. So he starts showing me these places that are, uh, unconventional, communal spaces converted into homes or converted into hotels, like stuff that I haven't thought of. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Cause uh, okay. My grandpa lived in a very normal, like suburb Texas home, like three bedroom, two bath wallpapered, like not, I would never assume in a million years he was into home design. Okay. So it, it was even weird to me that I was like, okay, clearly this is not Oscar. 
because why am I like seeing all these like beautifully renovated spaces? Like no shade, Oscar. I know you're probably here, but I just, it kind of felt incongruent. So starts showing me all this stuff and he's like giving me this deep feeling of, I am here to make this happen for you. Like I'm here rooting for you and trying to make things happen because you have a dream that I always had that I never got to realize in my lifetime. I never got to play this out. And so I set the foundation for you and I really want you to achieve this because I never got to, and it will give me so much pleasure to watch you do it. And so I'm like, again, makes no sense. Like I, this doesn't seem like Oscar to me that he has this dream. So, um, anyways, I, he's like telling me, oh, the most important thing you can do right now. So he like shows me a scene of me in the kitchen cleaning and was like, you don't need to busy yourself in this season. Like leave the house dirty for a second. Your biggest priority right now needs to be to get yourself into silence so that you can hear yourself and hear me to know what the next moves are. Like this season is not about hustling to get there. I'm helping lay the path. And kind of in this way of like, not that like Oscar is God, like that God is in control, but Oscar's like, he's here trying to help me. He's like trying to talk to me to like help get me to the next step. Also, I'm having a recovered memory of something that Joanne told me and you about us. She was like, y'all's ancestors want to come through, but they know you're busy. And so they, they like give you half taps every once in a while, but like you and I are both resistance to the silence, yes. which I think is a lot of, we're just busy gals. Up. We're busy gals. We keep our life moving. We keep it shaken. And we, we are activators. Like we are working on stuff, but occasionally just sitting, like, especially when you're unassuming. Like you just sitting in a sound bath with your mom, you're not like trying to channel anybody. You're just like in the silence, no. right? And so the a similar thing happened to me just real quick in the bathtub the other day. I was like, my Ange, you're always you always have a book, you always have something. Why don't you just sit in the bathtub? Like you always have your phone. You always mm-hmm. have like I always have a just podcast. Soak going. in the silence. Yes. Like yeah. I always am like busy, even when I'm relaxing. Relaxing. Still, yeah. Yeah. You're making so it like, productive in some way. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay, turn off the podcast, stop fiddling around with my book that's like kind of soggy on the side. Like just lay there. <laughs> and I did have like pings that are not relevant for right now, but it was wild because I wasn't really expecting them, but it's just anyways. So I'm excited. No, so Joanne said in a reading, she was like, they're going to give you like a post-it note, like just something really quick, because that's the only time that they can can like talk to you because you're so effing busy. (laughs) And so, and I'm sure like if you're listening to this, you probably feel that like of just like, we're just in a very noisy um, season of life and a very noisy culture in general Mm -hmm. of like, there is no silence. We're like picking up Instagram immediately. Like, you know what I mean? So the so fact he's that like, I'm like, no, no, no. Phone is off. Phone is off. Sound yes. bowls are going. He's like, this is my time to talk to you. And so he was showing me over busying myself and just being like, your number one priority right now is to, if you have an hour, do not clean, go and sit in silence so that I can tell you the next step. So like essentially your intuition can tell you. Yeah. And, uh, 
I just, it was so, but all of this just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, okay, the houses, you're showing me these converted churches, like what? Like, and so it made me doubt my whole experience. So my mom and my grandfather have a, um, as you can imagine, like kind of a hard relationship, like with her dad coming out and kind of feeling like was any of this even real? Like what is real? What is not real? So I was hesitant to even talk to my mom about this situation. And, um, oh, and one more thing that he showed me, he showed me this book. Okay. This is, I think the wildest part. So I'm like, (laughs) I can't believe I just like almost forgot to say it. (laughs) So he shows me this book that he gave me. He gave me a book when I was like somewhere between 12 and 14 years old. And it was a coffee table book about converted houses. Now I could not have told you that without him showing me because at the time, one, I'd never even purchased a piece of furniture. I don't give two shits about home design at 12 years old. Okay. Not interested. So, um, he gives me this book and it's an old school book, even at the time. And it was a coffee table book. Try giving a 12 year old, a coffee table book snooze right? Like not here for it. Um, I'm like, give me a game boy. So he, he gives me this book at 12. And I thought at the time that he had forgotten my birthday and went into his library and just like picked a random book up off the shelf and gave it to me as like a, sorry, I forgot your birthday gift. I was, I remember getting it and being like, kind of upset of like, you forgot my birthday, didn't you? You know? Yeah. And, uh, so he gives it to me I never opened the book. Okay. I'm like, okay, thanks grandpa. But I put it away and don't think about it again. I'm in this meditation. He shows me the cover of the book clear as day. Like I can tell you what the title is. I can tell you, I have not seen this book in 10 years, a decade. No, two decades. Yeah. I have not seen the book in 20 years. So he, um, he shows me the cover of the book and it's called converted houses. And he said, I left a message for you in this book. You need to go find it. I'm like, what? Freaking out. Yeah. No, it was so weird. Angela. I like, it still freaks me out. No, I'm like getting chills all over again. Yeah. So he's like, I left you a message in the book. You need to go find it. Okay. What? So yeah. So my mom and Oscar have a bit of a, uh yeah like just strange relationship um lots of love there but there's also it's just strange so I'm a little hesitant to bring it up to her on the way home because I'm like I don't know how she's gonna take that like her dad showed up to me like I can only imagine if I had a hard relationship with my dad and he showed up to Levi yeah yeah, or June I would be like f you man yeah like why don't you come talk to me (laughs) so I start talking about this and she said, Kindle, that is so crazy. When I was telling her about, I was seeing these visions of these converted churches into like boutique hotels and houses and things like that. And she said, Oscar, when we were kids, would his dream was to convert a church into like a home. And so like these old, like tall steeple kind of places into a residential home that she said when he saw them for sale 
he would make all of us go and tour it, essentially pretend that he could buy it just so that he could like dream how he would convert it, like where the living room would be, where, you know, and I never knew this at all. I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah. So we would tour these churches that were for sale. And so I continue talking and I'm like, oh yeah. So he showed me this book he gave me. It's so crazy. He gave me this book when I was 12, not interested, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, wait, he gave you that book? And I said, yeah, the converted into houses. And she was like, I know exactly what book you're talking about. And was like that this was a beloved book to him. It's so sweet. And I was like, wait, what? Like the fact that even like him giving it to me at that age, like my mom had grown up with like knowing that book. And so she said, I had no idea that he gave you that book. And so I said, yeah, he showed it to me and said that he left a message for like in the book for me. So I said, I don't even know if I still have it. Like I need to go and try to find it. So the next morning I'm searching everywhere in the house. Like I'm like, okay, like looking through my office, looking, I'm like, uh, I mean, cause we've had like, Several moves. Six moves. Six moves since I was 12. Like, uh, who knows? So I find it in a box in my office. And because my office has a uh, closet that has like books that have in boxes that haven't even been unpacked like from moving here. So I find it. I open it up. And there's this like old, like 1970s <laughs> bookmark in it. I sent a picture to Angela so and it, and it was like, follow wherever your dreams take you. So enchanted. So synchronistic. And I was like, I know for a fact, I've never opened this book. Cause I've never seen this bookmark. Like it, it fell open to that because it was in the middle of the book and I, I know, like, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, you kooky hoes. But I'm like, for real, it was so crazy to me. And so I'm flipping through the book and it was like- Vibes. Vibes. I was <laughs> the like, was- I, the, I could live in any of these places. And this is like an old school, not in print book. Like every single space was so inspiring to me. And it was like opening up my mind about like, what this could look like. Like, what if you made a boutique hotel out of like, um, every single space was like a trolley, like yeah. a, a train car made into like rooms. Yeah, it a was so cool. creamery, a creamery made into a hotel, a church made into a house. Like all of these crazy things that were the most beautiful creations. And your style is very specific. And so for it to mimic like the type of style that you're into was, yes, I was, no, I was like, no, it would be hard right now. If I went somewhere and was trying to find a book uh, that mimicked my style, I don't know if I could find it to how close this was. Yeah. That's like. It from whatever the look, 60s 70s yeah, it's it was timeless design but it was very specific stylized and the idea that oscar had the same style is especially if it wasn't depicted in his home is no wild. It, it was, was like so his double weird. life it was it was like this life that he lives and then this like secret yearning in his heart 
but I never saw that. I never met that. I never like saw that realized. And so then when Oscar is saying essentially like the, the heart of what you want to do has been planted in you for generations. And we've all been paving the way more and more for this to be realized. And I am trying to help you get there you have to like sink into your intuition and you have to sink into your knowings to just be able to even reap what has already been built. This isn't like, oh, this is just me. Like, well, I was born and I just like love interiors and gathering spaces and like whatever. It's like, no, these are all parts of our grandparents, our great grandparents, like all these people who have given us these gifts and also planted the seeds for the things that are coming up in us. And it was so deeply touching, like so invigorating too. it just like resets, like, okay, this is for a reason that I feel this and that I love this. And it just gives so much more depth to things that we want to do in the future knowing that it's been blessed from the past. It's just very full circle moment. And it gets me really hype. Like, I'm like, what else has somebody else done? Like what a else? Great, a great, great aunt that they were just wild about that I will stumble into the next one. I always think too of Joanne uh, was did a reading with me. I think I talked about it on, a, on an old episode, but she said, I come from a line of entrepreneurials, like entrepreneurs. And one of the people, oh, no, April said this. One of the guys was in like this top hat, old school, black and white picture kind of vibe. And he was tipping his hat to me as in like, go forward in your, in your individual creation. And so anytime I routinely think of that, like the image of, but I think it could be powerful for anyone. Like the image of your past ancestors, yeah, like bowing down, like giving you a curtsy and like tipping their hat, hat to you or like giving you a hug of sort of like move forward in this it's just a really like comforting feeling to picture that well even you talking about like grandma francis of all the resentments all of the things like going away with death and i still don't know how to completely conceptualize death and what that looks like and i don't think it's for us to know but it is hard when i'm like having when i had that experience I'm like I don't know how to conceptualize this like in time and in space but you know when you were saying you were so surprised when you like felt her yeah and what she was saying and kind of her energy of just like pure soul I think that that's something that's really beautiful when you think of your ancestors is I think in family relations there is so much humanness in it like when you think of your parents when you think of your siblings your grandparents like whatever it's like there's so much humanness in the mix that there is ego the connections the hurts the the patterns like all of these things that kind of muddle the soul of who uh someone is in our mind and so it's this kind of beautiful thing of my oscar is not without scandal and not without uh feelings across the board some real some not from different people and so to experience him in such a soul way like this is my creative soul I'm showing you that I never saw when he was alive yeah is like it's just the pure essence of who someone is and he was trying to help me like 
And so, and some crazy like happenings came from that of like, I randomly got a like job interview that was in the exact, I didn't even put it out that I was looking for this, but it was like in alignment to what I thought my next steps should be to like, try to kind of go in this direction. And, um, and so it was just, it's just been kind of weird things where I'm like, oh, right. Like he's helping me. Like my ancestors are helping me. And, and maybe that's real and maybe it's not, but to me, it's such a special thing to hold gratitude to what came before me. So even if this is hocus pocus, maybe I made this up in my head. I don't think I did, but like, even if I made it up in my head that my grandfather came in during the sound bowls and I saw all these things I didn't know. Let's say that that you don't believe that. Let's say you're like, that sounds like freaking wackadoodle town. If nothing else, it's like, of course we should be grateful for what we came from and the things that they have built, even if that means that there's pain that came with that. Like, even if, you know, when we're talking about the ancestral trauma of like, I think sometimes we focus so much on that of like, here are the patterns that were created in a way that hurt me. But it was this moment of like, look at all of these things that were created that are helping me. Yeah. And having such a deep gratitude towards the essence of the people that came before me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it really did feel like that. It felt like. I, it was a version of my grandma that I knew and that I loved, but it was so evolved. It was information you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was the, all the resentment is gone. All the ego is gone. Like from your grandpa to like with Oscar, any of the, like, wish I coulda, shoulda, woulda was all not there. It was just pure like creativity or like love and connection. And it's all, it's all gravy guys. Also, while we're on the topic, Ken, didn't you read a book about how to connect to your spirit guides more? I'll, I'll, put Oh that yes. Cause I want to um, read that now since we're kind of on that vibe, I'll put it in the on show the notes. flow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's called, okay, hold on. Not me looking it up on, um, it. on my, um, recent <laughs> it's not the recent but I'm like I'm gonna look at my Amazon cart and see um it's called ask your guides by Sonia coquette choquette okay um we'll put it in the show notes so you yeah. don't have to worry yourself um but um don't mind me sending you the um Amazon referral link so <laughs> Uh, yeah, that book was talking about how to, um, kind of invite your spirit guides in and your ancestors and things like that. And I'm not going to lie to you. I got the book because auntie Joanne said the reason your spirit guides aren't around because you know, I, we talked about how we had whatever freaking Reiki healing where Angela's was overflowing and I had no spirit <laughs> guides around. And Auntie Joanne was like, well, you don't have spirit guides around because you don't invite them in. And I was real iffy about the idea of spirit guides in general. At the time, I was just offended because Angela 
uh, the Reiki healer was like, I'm suffocated. There's so many spirit guides. And I go in ready to meet my freaking avatar team. And then our like, adventures team. I can't hear And anything. they're like, yeah, not a peep. And I was so deeply offended that I was like, I don't even know what I feel about spirit guides, but I'm butthurt. So I need, if, if there, there are people I can call upon, then I need to learn who they are. And yeah, Joanne being like, here's the thing we all have spirit guides. We all have these ancestors who are trying to help us. It's like, if you're not communicating with them and allowing them in, like they, they feel like you don't want them around. So I got ask your guides, not because I'm like, Oh yeah, spirit guides. I know all about that. I was trying to learn what it was and how that even, so I will tell you, even if you're like, okay, my interest is sparked, but I don't even know if I believe in spirit guides. I think that that would be a good book to pick up you don't have to be like kindle was scorned yeah kindle was yes. scorned i was scorned because i was like <laughs> yeah because i even remember like uh joanne saying something about like angels one time i was like whoa 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 whoa. okay like i i don't know like i'm just i'm still trying to figure out this woo sauce right now so with spirit guides i truly i didn't know anything about it and so i was reading the book as an educational um assignment and then ended up really understanding different parts of spirit guides that I had never considered. And it made it much more real to me. And I am not even here to say like my Oscar is a spirit guide, Mm -hmm. but, um, and sorry, ask if you're listening, maybe you are sorry. Um, he's like, this is definitely why I I didn't come through. Yes. He's like, okay, bitch, I showed you all of this and you're not going to let me be a spirit guide real cute. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know what that is, but I'm just saying, I think that that would be an interesting book to pick up if if this piques your interest whatsoever. So yeah, we use the term loosely. Like I think I got some loosely. Ancestors. Yeah, yeah, I got some ancestors up in there, but I also have some people that are just like in the spirit gang. Um, some people feel so close that they name like they have names for different ones. I just have this general feeling of like there's a party up in there. They're supporting me. Um, so I want to get better though at calling them in when I'm feeling that like very human feeling that we all feel where we're like, where's my next step? I feel behind in life. Or maybe that's my own block that always comes through. No, that's everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, especially in a tender stage of raising young kids, uh, it can feel like I'm in such a beautiful stage. I'm going to miss later. It's so fleeting, but it can also feel really slow. Like, oh, like, I just, I have so much I want to create in this life and I feel slowed down, lovingly slowed mm-hmm. down. And so meeting, marrying the two parts of my life, uh, me and Kendall have in common right now. It's just, it's hard. You have to kind of fight for your creative spark to stay alive, um, which is, feels almost like the antithesis of creativity. You know, like there's less time for me to romance her and there's more time to be like, I just have to discipline and muscle her here. Because yes, I yeah. only have certain, and that's actually a hot tip. You know, um, we talk about this a lot, but if it's, we really try to keep little things afloat in our life that we can imperfectly, of course, <laughs> but uh, it always, it always serves us well when we do dedicate the time. So whether it's recording a podcast episode or like taking a class from someone or just keeping this small place of us alive in a stage that feels impossible to handle already more. Yeah. yeah and it, it's, it's already feeling so overwhelming and exhausting. And maybe you have a really demanding work schedule or you have family that's complicated. That feels like it takes a lot of your energy, whatever it is. We all have things that sort of make it hard to keep on the path. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just, it, it feels nice to kind of rejoin, even when you're like, 
I mean, full honesty, me can came in. I was like fresh from a swim lesson. Like, I don't know. It, I just like giving white snacks. He's wet. I'm like trying to put him in pajamas that are kind of too tight. He's like kind of still wet with chlorine. I like don't want to. Sh- it's just a lot. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. And I was like truly coming into this. Like I, I was journaling out. I was so emotional today and I couldn't even like quite put my finger on what it was. I was like journaling out my feelings. So I was like, don't stuff them down. Just feel them. This is something I'm working on. Um, Just feel them. Let them be. And being like, okay, let me journal this all out and then journal why being on the podcast. Like we, I put my kids down. I have like literally an hour and a half before bed. I'm choosing to do this podcast. Like, why is this important to me? And why is this something that I, I want to put my energy into? And so it's like just journaling about it. And it's like, God, I feel so happy we got on mic. Like, Me too. I'm pumped. We that's what I'm honest. saying. It's like to honor the creative, like the creative seed. Um, even when life is busy, like if you're hearing this and you're like, I feel you and I feel like I can't even be creative. It's like, we actually didn't feel like getting on tonight and we no. did. And I'm like, thank God. And then we get to just like talk to you. Yeah. It really can evolve naturally. And I, it doesn't have to be that serious. That's another thing we got to loosen up in this, in this life. Yeah. Spirit guides are like, let's play. Like, yeah, let's like, have a good time. That, it's not, it's that not that serious. You're really getting not. way too caught up in your head, sis. Yeah. Um, anyway, so thanks anyway, for, thanks for joining us. Thank you uh, for tapping into this energy that we presented. We hope it just gives you just a crumb of like, hmm, I've actually never thought about that before. Uh, Cause it has been on our mind in a weird way where we're like, honestly, this has been here the whole time and it's such an obvious subject like talk about the gratefulness that you have for your family it sounds so simple in in that context but yeah we just hope it awoke something in you like it did for us and um undetermined and also if you have any stories like if you're like oh my gosh this resonates like uh it happened to me because i'm like is there something in the water that angela and i experienced this within the same weekend Mm -hmm. that i'm like maybe someone else has a story too. feel free to share it with us because I yeah. would love to hear. Yeah. Hit us up. Um, undetermined when we'll be back, but we hope you'll welcome us back when we are. Um, <laughs> also hot and- tip on the side. We've been talking about um, soft launch for this that we haven't done. We were like, okay, sometimes we don't have time for an hour long podcast. We might just like start popping on here to just talk about things that are inspiring us or on our mind in like 15 to 25 minute just drops. So that may be coming up. Sometimes we'll have long form. Sometimes we'll have shorter form. And we would just like to show up and and be there for ourselves, be there for you. And, and so I think that that might be part of the direction that we start going. It's just like, we listen to a podcast. We like, let's talk about it. Like something came to mind. Let's talk about it in shorter form. So yeah. So you get a long daddy today, but stay tuned, um, for little bites, uh, for me and me and Ken. Um, okay. That's it. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you for staying. (laughs) Bye-bye.